Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Cornerstone Christian Church of God podcast, where we are devoted to bringing restoration and transformation to all. To stay connected and find out more about what God is doing in His church, please visit our website, cccghq.org. Thank you so much, and we hope you are blessed by this message. Our focus this morning is the wisdom for taking territories. Wisdom for taking territories. Remember, we've been exploring the tree of life in our services. And um, on Thursday, we explored wisdom. But in all our services today, we'll be looking at different aspects of wisdom. Because wisdom is so vast, we cannot exploit in one day. How many people believe that? Wisdom is so vast, we cannot exploit in one day. The wisdom for taking territories. On Thursday, we said there are four expressions of wisdom. Inspiration, observation, instruction, and correction. If we can avoid corrections, it's best if we, if we do. Inspiration, when properly followed, would help us avoid correction. Hallelujah. So let's get right into it. The tree of life, Revelation 22, verse 1 to 2. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal. Everything that proceeds from God is clear. It is pure. Including the wisdom from above. The Bible says it is pure. The wisdom from above. It is not manipulative in nature. Some people operate demonic wisdom and they call it, you know, heavenly wisdom. No. Any wisdom that seeks to manipulate people, that is cunning, is not straightforward. That is not the wisdom from above. The fact that you can manufacture lies at moment's notice does not mean you are wise. Amen. You might be functioning in demonic wisdom. There are some people you meet with them, the way they can conjure up lies and, and bring everything together, you wonder if them and the devil, they are best friends. And this water was proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Verse 2. In the middle of the streets and on either side of the river was the tree of life which bore 12 fruits. Each tree yielding its fruit every month. We've looked at about 11 of them and, and on Thursday and, and our services today we're looking at the fruit of wisdom. Wisdom is needed to fight and win battles. Wisdom is needed to take territories. One of my favorite scriptures is Ecclesiastes chapter 10 and verse 15. Ecclesiastes 10, 15. If you've ever found yourself in a situation where you're looking for a place, you don't have GPS, your phone is dead or is dying. Like many ladies I know, is always about to die. Now, and, and men too. But usually, usually, when I see ladies' phone, the battery is almost dead. I don't know if it's a calling. I don't know if it's an anointing, but it's the grace of God. Amen. The labor of fools wearies them, for they do not know how to get to the city. If you've ever been in a situation where you're looking for a solution and you cannot find it, you understand that wisdom is very, very important. You would understand that you cannot do without the wisdom of God. Am I talking to somebody? The wisdom of God. The ability to get into the city, 
The ability to take the territory that the Lord has given to you requires wisdom. You don't want to take the territory when you're about to draw your last breath. You can't enjoy anything. Step one, understand the extent of your territory. This is very, very, very basic. For example, I have no business with anything medicine in nature. I have no business ex except spiritual medicine. No, no business with anything medicine. No business at all because that is, that is very far away from my territory. I will never be a medical doctor. However lovely they are, however much I, I admire them, it will never be not in this life or in the life to come. So I would never find myself interacting with anything that has to do with that for the purpose of learning. Except when it intersects with my calling. In Joshua chapter 1 verse 4, Joshua chapter 1 verse 4, the Lord made it very clear to Joshua. From the wilderness and this Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. Not the whole world. Verse 3 says, wherever you step your feet, you possess. Now, that is where some people stop. And their life is in confusion. So they step their foot here, they want to possess it. Step here, possess. Step there, possess. And you, the, <laughs> you spend your life attempting to possess what you might not have been empowered to possess. Yes, wherever you step your feet, you possess. But verse 4 says, this is the limit of the territory I have assigned to you as a person. You see, you see, the, the beauty of what the Lord has done is just so, it's so magnanimous. In the sense that no matter how good you are, let's say you're an amazing cook. No, no, let's, let's say you're an amazing uh, teacher. People will sit down and listen to you and listen to you and listen to you. But when they get hungry, now they need an amazing cook. They don't care about the amazing teacher anymore. They need an amazing cook. And then when they are done, they are satisfied now. They need someone that can, that can make a very good virgin cocktail. That, can, that, can, that has a gift for drinks. Amen. And virgin is the key. So you say, <laughs> that is, it's very good because now they need their thirst to be quenched. Now they need, they need to be clothed. They are now looking for someone that can make them look good. At that point in time, they don't care about the teacher. What am I saying? Everybody has a place. And it will get to a point where they've heard messages and messages. Now they just want to kick back and listen to anointed songs. Everybody has a place. Everybody has a place. Everybody has a place. And that place is your territory. And the beauty of it is the gift of a man who make room for him within their territory. You say, oh, what can no play makes Jack a dog boy? It's not in scripture, but it makes sense. So after you've walked and walked, there are some people whose territory is to make you feel very relaxed. They have the gift of hospitality. Three hours with them, you feel like you went to heaven and back. 
That's a grace. Some people are massage artists. They are artistic in nature. They touch you, you feel, ah. Just, you, you just, I mean, the, the grace is just beyond what you can imagine. In the book, A Disciplined Life, I attempted to state the different phases in our lives. You know, at the teenage phase, for example, that's the stage to, to know as much as you want to know about the world, general knowledge. But when you become a, a young adult, that's the time to know your field and define your field. Define your field as quickly as possible. Not to be the top in your field yet, but define your field. And then you spend that time till adulthood making the best of that field. And you get to a particular age now is to train and mentor other people. Not to be struggling with them anymore, but to, but to be a kingmaker, as it were. Understand your territory. Number two, identify your rod. Within your territory, there are tools that the Lord has given you specifically <laughs> that will define you in that territory. I mean, there are many musicians, many artists. If, if we look in, 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 in the gospel music realm, for example, let's say Nigeria, for example. Some of us are familiar with some artists from there, so I'll use that. You have Don Oyeko, you have Nathaniel Bassi, you have Sinach, you have Joe Prez, you have all these people. Yet, their rods are different. Even to the distinction of their voice. There are some of them, you cannot say they have this angelic voice. But they have a commanding voice. If we're talking about, you know, um, 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 you know, uh, maybe it's a com singing competition. Some of them might not win. Some of them will not win. Yes, they know how to stick to their keys, but the 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 voice you can't say it is that is it's it's melodious in nature. But there's an anointing. Understand your rod. What gift has God given you specifically to distinguish you even within your territory? What gift is that? The Lord said to Moses, what is in your hand? What is in your hand? Exodus chapter 4 verse 1 to 2, what is in your hand? Then Moses answered and said, but suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say the Lord has not appeared to you. And that is the way it is. When you step in your territory, people will question whether you were sent or not. <laughs> verse, verse 2, please. Hallelujah. 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 So the Lord said to him, what is in your hand? Do you know how to find your rod? Spend time with authority. Spend time with spiritual authority. What is spiritual authority? The word. The Holy Ghost. And ordained human authority. Your, your rod shines in the presence of authority. Not in the presence of your enemies. 
not in the presence of your friends. That is where your rod shines. It becomes obvious. It becomes very obvious. It becomes very obvious. Remember, the Bible says the Lord dwells in unapproachable light, which means the Lord is illuminative in nature. So when you stand before someone who can illuminate you, the things that were not, that were lost will become found. The things that were not seen will become seen. Moses had been carrying this rod everywhere he went. No distinction except to, to cause misery to the cattle. Amen. But, but one day he stood before the God of all flesh and said, what is that in your hand? You're always singing everywhere, making a nuisance of everybody. I mean, that's, 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 that's what they think. You're washing your dishes, you're singing. You're going everywhere, you're singing. Singing, singing, until someone, you stand before the right person and you say, oh my goodness, you. There's something that you have. There's something that you have. I see something in here. What is your rod? If you look at soccer players, for example, for those who know soccer, it's the game you play with your feet. Amen. No, we're in North America, so <laughs> you know football. But, but you see that every, every, every player that is distinguished, they have their style. Some like Neymar are very technical in nature. They will put on a show for you. There are some, they score goals, like Eric Haaland. Amen. They score goals. Don't put them in front of the goal if you don't want to be disgraced. Amen. And there are some, they have a mixture of both. They'll pretend like they're dribbling, but they're mainly there to score. Everybody, we all have our uniqueness with regards to the rod that the Lord has given to us. The only way to find it is to be in the presence of authority. As you're meditating on the word, you, you'll be discovering yourself. The word is like a mirror. You look at it, you find yourself. You look at it long enough, not one minute, one and a half minutes, two minutes. No, you look at it long enough, you find yourself. The word will begin to talk to you. Can I hear an amen, somebody? Yeah. Ah, look at the life of David. First Samuel chapter 17 and verse 50. He went to meet a giant without having, without having what? A sword. That is unthinkable. That is unthinkable. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. <laughs> but there was a rod. That rod was a sling and a stone. He had mastered it. Let me tell you, your rod is not something you begin to learn at the age of 40 or 50. No, 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 no. No, never. It can never be. God is not confused. We might be sometimes. God help us. But he's not confused. That rod has always been there. You just might not have seen it yet. Always been from the very beginning. Always been there. That is why I said it takes being in the presence of authority. That have seen you. That know you. You know, there are things we do even when we're not thinking. We just do it automatically. I remember then before, uh, uh, um, when I was a youth pastor in a different ministry, um, 
the youth pastor before me was leaving. So I went to visit her. We're having a conversation. I was in her house. While we're talking, I was not even, it was just natural. I was just adjusting the things on the table, making sure it was aligned as we're talking. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure if you understand. Things were misaligned. And as we're just talking in her house, her table. <laughs> And she just stopped and said, oh, God, what are you doing? <laughs> I said, oh, sorry. <laughs> you see, what you are is what you are. When, when, when. <laughs> May you be at the right place at the right time, all the time, in the mighty name of Jesus. You never struggle with your worth. You can, you never struggle with your worth when you are the right place at the right time in the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody shout hallelujah. No sword in his hand, but he had a rod. He had something. And with that thing, he brought down a Goliath. Now, moving because of time. Number three. So number one, understand the extent of your territory. In my case, it is ministry. Ministry, church ministry, and education ministry. What is the rod? There are certain messages that God has put in my mouth that when I speak about it, it touches people faster than anybody else. We can preach different things, but there are certain things. If you look at Kenneth E. Hagin of Blessed Memory, for example, is faith. He can touch on different things, touch on different things, but when he gets to faith, he's at home. Even a donkey will have faith, listening to Kenneth Hagin, and believe the donkey can prophesy, because he had the anointing for faith. Glory to Jesus. You like him or you don't like him, Benihin has the anointing for power. Whether you like him or not, notwithstanding, it is very obvious. Very obvious. If you want to keep standing, don't stay around him. Because he can remove his jacket now and then everybody just start falling down. <laughs> it's anointing. You can, you, can, you, can, you can fast for 40 days and remove your jacket and oh, we, are just, we can just smell your cologne. <laughs> Amen. It, it's anointing. It's grace. It's grace. When Dr. Miles Moreau, blessed memory, you know, someone came here first time, I think, two weeks ago or so, and met me at the entrance. I said, ah, you know, I really enjoyed your message. It reminds me so much of Miles Moreau. I said, of course. It has to. <laughs> because the grace is right up that alley. It has to. I don't have to tell you I've been reading and, and watching him for many, 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 many years. But it is very obvious if you pay attention. When, when he begins to speak about leadership, you, you sit down and listen. It's the kind of preacher where if you're, if you're coming downstairs, maybe your spouse is listening to him downstairs and you came from upstairs to go to the kitchen. You stand by the living room and listen and you'll be there for one hour. <laughs> you will know when you sit down and start taking notes. Please pass me my pen and paper there. <laughs> and when you're done, you're like, ah, oh, why, why did I come downstairs? <laughs> Understand, when you are in your territory, it will be difficult for competition to triumph over you. It will be very hard. Then identify your road. Number three, 
Identify the weaknesses in your land. This is very important. In your territory, identify the weaknesses. This is the part that sometimes I think we Christians sometimes ignore. Identify the the weaknesses. No matter how big the giants are in your land, they have weaknesses. They have areas of exposure. You are breaking into the fashion space and you are intimidated by all these great people there. No, 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 no. Relax. There's a loophole for you. Let's imagine you're an artist, for example. You're like, how, how can you compete against all these great people? I heard of this, you know, it's a pseudonym, this Banksy artist. Anybody know about him? Fred? No, no, no artist? No? Okay. Amen. <laughs> How did he break in? We still don't know his identity till today. Originated from, 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 from the UK. But street art. And that's how he broke into that space. There was a weakness there. There was a, there was a, there was a loophole there that he, so from there he now entered into every other space within art. If you look at Goliath, David looked at Goliath. While Goliath was crossing, he was looking at him, looking for a loophole. And he found one right on his forehead. You see, you are only intimidated when you're looking at the strengths of your enemy. No matter how huge anybody is, they have weaknesses. May God, you see, it is the grace of God that helps to cover our weaknesses. But when your eyes are opened... You begin to see areas of penetration. And you say, this is how I can get into that territory and take charge. May God open your eyes in the name of Jesus. If you look at ministry, for example, many, many, many people have been traumatized by the church. So, what are we doing? Part of what we're doing, just making this place a safe landing place for them. I was saying to someone the other day, I said, you know, this God is just awesome. No matter how great, for example, I made a reference to a particular preacher that I don't have to mention here, making waves across the world. And I was saying to someone, I said, you see, God has made room for everybody. Someone like this can never have the time to sit with somebody for 30 minutes to have a conversation with them. But God has raised other people, also anointed, that will be able to fill in that gap. So while you are concerned, why have I not exploded? And God is saying, what is wrong with you? There's room for you. There's room for you. No matter how people have been fed with the word, they still need marriage counseling. And Miles Moreau could never have sat down with anybody to be counseling them one-on-one. Who has the time? There's room. There's, there's There's a gap that is available for everybody if you look closely. And I pray that the Lord will open your eyes and my eyes to see to see how we can get into the territory and begin to make an impact. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. If God has called you into the finance industry for, I mean, how did Uber come and just take over like cancer? How? They looked and they saw that these taxi folks, just so much inefficiencies. You get to a place, you have to call taxi, taxi, after all kinds of things you do, you call them and then you're not sure if they've arrived or not. And, and they just came and said, no, why don't we just have an app? Do you know how soothing it is to know you can see Look at the app and see the driver coming. <laughs> and it will tell you they have arrived. And you can step in like he's your personal chauffeur. They saw a weakness. The taxi folks refused to change. They became very comfortable. And they stepped in. What is the weakness in your territory? Maybe things are too expensive, but they're available. Then you provide it inexpensively. Maybe the weaknesses, they are too inexpensive and there are some people that want it expensive. So you go there and provide expensive things so that they can feel satisfied when they are spending their money. Yeah, I bought this for $52,000. Something that can be bought for $5,000. May God open your eyes in the mighty name of Jesus. May the Lord open your eyes in the mighty name of Jesus. Number four. Begin to wage war. Now that you have seen the weakness, begin to wage war. And there are two parts to waging war. Number one, waging war externally. Again, this is where men, some people focus their attention. But it's good. Externally, waging war. Am I talking to somebody today? Second Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4. The weapons of our warfare are not canal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. So I'm called into ministry. I know my territory. I know the people. Now begin to wage war in fasting and in prayer. Because until you take charge of the spiritual realm, you cannot command authority in the earthly realm. This, that's, that's not the place for studying the Bible. No, 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 no. That's the place for fasting and prayer. Talking to whatever territorial power is over that place. I said, no, 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 no. Light has come. You have to bow. I have come. You have to bow. I have come. You have to bow. And the culmination of it was, was when I now had a visitation and I saw myself at City Hall and I saw a man that I know very well standing there and I stood and he looked at me and said, what are you doing here? That was meant to instill fear. These, these were spiritual things. But right there in that realm, I said, no, the Lord has put me here. I am meant to be here. And then he put his hands down and he left the city in real life. <laughs> Amen. 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 The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Taking charge. Prayers. Fasting. Making sure your voice is heard in heavenly places. Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 24. Rise, take your journey and cross over the river Anon. Look, I have given into your hand. I have given you. I have given you. Sihon, the king, the Amorites, the king of Heshbon, and his land begin to possess it and engage him in battle. Engage him in battle. Engage him in battle. But, but you can't get to this point if you've not known your rod. If you don't know the weakness, you're just, you're just fighting as though you're beating the air. Engaging in battle. 
God put you in that workplace does not mean the devil will not terrorize you if you don't take charge. If you don't take charge, begin to engage in battle. Prayers. Lord God Almighty, every bondage in this land I command it broken. Every spiritual force, you must hear my voice. You bow before me. You cannot, you cannot silence demons for everybody. No, it's only for yourself. Jesus is a way maker. He did not make everywhere a way. He just makes a way for the people that are following him. A way in darkness. There must be darkness. Nobody has the capacity, no matter your anointing, to remove darkness completely over a land. You can never do that. But your prayer is securing a pathway for you and the people that come under your covering in the pursuit of that assignment. So the devil is chasing other people and subduing them, but it seems like some people are just moving with speed because the route has been secured. You never see any, any ruler of, of repute get into a place for the first time. No, no, no. There are people that would have gone ahead of that, that, that person. Whether you see them or not. I remember when I was in, 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 in secondary school, a particular governor was coming to our boarding school. I mean, I, I think for about three months or so, we already began to see strange people. Strange because we didn't know who they were, but they were acting mysteriously. Secret service agents. Hanging around already, understanding who is who, who is who, who are you? Are you really a student or you're, you know, <laughs> three months. Then two months, then one month. Then we now began to, we didn't understand what was happening, but the principal knew, of course. Then we now saw the person actually came. I said, oh, so those people. And after the man left, we didn't see those people anymore. This is the warfare aspect. You see, when, when you look at some people that have, that, have, that have paid the price to take off, and they are now in the air, in cruising altitude, seat belts removed, they are eating. <laughs> Don't compare yourself with them. <laughs> Don't compare yourself. You are just taking off. There's turbulence. You better wear your seat belt. You <laughs> you <laughs> oh, Jesus. Some people have paid the price. You might look at them, it might, it might look like they are not fasting as much as you are. <laughs> Don't compare yourself with them. Don't compare yourself with them. No, 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 no. There are requirements, prices that have to be paid to take off and take charge. Then there's a different price to pay to maintain a territory. When one is taking off, there are some things, I, I, in my case, for example, put aside. Prayer, fasting, work, prayer, not meeting with anybody. Now, I have to meet with people until a particular point, amen. <laughs> because the people have to now be given attention. I can't say I'll just stay somewhere in the mountains. Where's pastor? Oh, he's Mount Horeb. Where's pastor? He's on Mount Kilimanjaro. Where's pastor? He's... No, 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 no. That's not responsible. External battles. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Hallelujah. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand. Be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So this is one aspect of waging war in taking territories. Now, the second aspect is the most important. Now, that's internal battles. 
You have external battles you have to fight. Then you have internal battles you have to fight. You see, let me tell you the truth. Please listen carefully. There's a stage you'll get to that the devil is no more your problem. You are your problem. There's a point you'll get to where the devil is no, I tell you before God. The devil is no more the problem, but you are the problem for yourself. And it's called the flesh. You now realize what Paul was saying, that the things I don't want to do, I find myself doing, not because of the devil. No, 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 but in nature, inside of the person. It's no more the devil. No, it's no more the devil. No, 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 no. Of course, the devil will take advantage of weaknesses. But this is now internal battles that you need to fight and win. I'll give you some examples. You are beginning a journey. Find out what brought down the people that came before you. If they were brought down. Your father, your mother, father's father, mother. The devil does not have new inventions. The devil is not creative. What brought them down? You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised that those same things are already chasing you. You'll be surprised. Look at how many wives David had. Then look at Solomon. You'll be surprised. Internal battles. Where do I need to be fortified internally? Is it anger? Your family is known to be family of angry people. It's almost like a reputation now. You know us, we're angry in our family. <laughs> Those are internal battles you must fight and win. Look at Will Smith. I, I, I don't know his family background history. I, I mean, it's so strange because now I, I look at this. One of his movies, Pastor, have been trying to get me to watch and watch King Richard. I just look at it. I said, no, no I, I don't even want to see this. I'm forgiving him on behalf of Chris Rock. <laughs> But, but no, no, no. There are, th- there are some things that people will do that will make them attractive. And there are some things people will do that will just make them repulsive. If anybody had told him, watch your anger. In, in, imagine. In, in every sense of the word, he messed up. The first Oscar that was hosted by, by predominantly blacks. Just Imagine. Imagine. And that is the, the, the reputation now attached to that. Just imagine. And when he was supposed to win for the first time. For the first time. When you sit down and look at you, you say, this devil is just a, he's a very bad devil. <laughs> bad devil. <laughs> the internal battles will now begin to fortify yourself. There's a proverb that says, if, you see, if there's no enemy within, the enemy without cannot have power. The enemy on the outside only has power when the end, there's an enemy on the inside opening the door, always for the devil to come in. You fortify your will. We'll be looking at diligence in the second service. You fortify your will. You see, children of God, please listen to me. Challenges are a blessing. Don't stay in them. Come out quickly, but they are a blessing. 
The Bible says Jesus was perfected through sufferings. What kind of, you see, you see, what, what kind of stake are you? It's dependent on how you allow the challenges to mold you. Amen. Are you medium rare? Are you, <laughs> are you medium, are you medium well or very well done? You can let those challenges make you well done. It, it, it would, it would, it would reinforce you so much to a point where, I mean, there's nothing else the devil can do. Is it no money in the account? We've seen it plenty of times. Go to red, come back to black, red, black, red, black, rainbow, come back. <laughs> now he's in black. No wonder Paul said, I've learned how to abound and how to be abased. The abundance is not what is boosting my, my joy. No, 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 no. Not at all. The will. Challenges can toughen your will. Then that's where you now begin to ask yourself, why am I still going on? Why am I still going on? Why am I still going on? Is it because of the money? Is it the accolades? Why am I still pushing forward? This is the war that has to be waged. Your will. Strengthen your will. To a point where you say, you know what? Woe unto me if I don't preach the gospel. That's what Paul said. His will was so strengthened. He says, what can separate us from the love of God? Is it this? Is it this? Is it this? Yet some people have only seen one hundredth of that and they've given up. You want to take territories? Wage war against your will. The Lord will begin to ask you to do some things. Pray at the time he knows you want to sleep. Withdraw the food he knows you like. He's not making you suffer. He's trying to enhance your will. Your will, your will, your will. At the last point in Jesus' ministry, what made or broke him was his will. When he looked and said, now I'm going to die. Lord, not my will, but your will be done. It's one thing to die without being told you're going to die. It's another thing to know everything. And then you're stepping into it, knowing the steps. <laughs> the will. So he'll keep you in a place where you must be forgotten. Nobody sees you. He'll make sure nobody sees you there. But keep doing what I've told you to do. You're just there. You're doing everything right. Everything right. In fact, writer. But nobody is noticing you. And the Lord, you know, the Bible says the Holy Ghost led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And you step aside and allow the devil to say, give up, give up, give up. Why are you still give, 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 up, up, give. And now the question is, what is still keeping you in the game? Strengthen your will. Number two, your emotions. You wage war against your emotions. You wage war. You wage war. You see, tears are not bad. I cried, I cried tears. They're good. For good things. And that would always be, that's, that, that's how it will always be in Jesus' name. But you wage war against your emotions. Where there are times where you want to act based on emotions. Someone treated you like this. Now you want to respond like this. 
you wage war against it and say, no, 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 stop it. Stop it. I was telling them at the leadership class. said, imagine someone slapped you now. And then you slap them back and I asked you, why did you slap them back? Most people say, because they slapped me. That's the mark of a child. It means you are reactive. You don't have a will of your own. No, you slap them because you wanted to. <laughs> because you wanted to. Because you could have decided to turn the other cheek. It's a decision. If you were strong enough, you could have decided not to slap them back. So you didn't slap because they slapped you. No, that was just a motivation. That just, it just encouraged you. But the real reason is because you decided to slap them back. And I told them in your workplace sometimes, some supervisors behave in some way. You don't, you don't stand up and begin to beat them up. You control yourself. Why? Because you know that you might lose your job. Which means you have the ability to control your response if you choose to. Strengthening your emotions. Strengthening your emotions. Number three, the mind. Strengthening the mind in focus. I tell you the truth, this is the best time for everybody to learn meditation. Because the higher you go, the more the pressure. The more the pressure. The more the pressure. That's why people resort to drugs and all kinds of things to distress. The higher you go, the more the pressure. The kind of things that will arrive at Joe Biden's desk, for example, will be the most difficult of, of difficult. The higher you go, the more the pressure. This is the best time to learn to discipline your mind. The ability to focus, to meditate. Put your phone aside. Meditate. A time is coming, your phone will be blowing up and blowing up and blowing up. Thousands of text messages. Don't lose your mind. This is the best time to begin to learn. The Bible says, in quietness and confidence shall be your strength. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. Colossians 3.2, set your mind on things above, not the things on the earth. Isaiah 26 verse 3, this has been my key scripture on, on peace for many years. And you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Whose mind is stayed on him. You get to a point where you know that most text messages you receive is because there's a problem. No, no, it's, it's the truth because people forget to share testimonies, but they don't forget to share challenges. It will get to a point, depending on the nature of your calling, and if you're not careful, you're like, you'll be like a candle, lightening other people while you are reducing in value. Meditation. Meditation. So you're not burnt out. And then, of course, fortifying your spirit. Be strengthened in your inner man. Now, that's waging war. You see that the devil's part is small, but the part on the flesh is plenty. It's plenty. <laughs> I didn't talk about disappointment. I did not talk about fortification against rejection, which will happen plenty, plenty, plenty. <laughs> I've not talked about fortification against competition, unhealthy competition. 
I've been in a place many, many years ago where services were determined based on what other ministries were doing, other services. I don't think you understand. Where they would decide, okay, let's have a service on this day. Because another ministry is having a service, so they're afraid of the people I mean, going to another place, so they set up. <laughs> That's because of fear of rejection. What if they have this and then all these people go, okay, let's have, we're having a service today, and if you don't come, um, there'll be a problem. Fortification. When Jesus began to preach certain messages, some people were leaving, and he turned to, he didn't try to stop them. No, 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 no. Stop who? Why? No. He looked at the 12. Are you also going? Because I can, I can bless you and you can go. <laughs> Jesus was fortified emotionally. And he said, no, no, we are not going. When he was about to die, he told Peter, you, you'll betray me. He said, me, never, never, never. You'll betray me. In my mind, I know you've done it. I've seen the end. It's okay. Don't worry. Fortification. Because the higher you go, the more the disappointment that must be experienced. Because people are not perfect. Some people make commitments they don't have the power to keep. Some people make commitments they don't intend to keep. <laughs> and some people are a mixture of both. <laughs> and finally, maintain the territory you have captured. Two things. Love. The Bible says he, in, in Psalm 78 verse 72, he shepherded them with the integrity of his heart and the skillfulness of his hand. The Bible says, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. Proverbs 29 and verse 2. Now maintain the territory by loving the people that you've been called to serve. Your customers, if it's business, your clients, whatever it is, begin to now love the people. That's how you maintain the territory. Don't use people. For your upliftment. No. Be passionate about people being lifted as you have been lifted. Maintain the territory by walking in love. Most people, I say most, not all. Most people respond to love. Most people. Eventually, all people respond to love in the course of time. Some it to take 10 years of consistent loving for their for their heart of stone to be broken. And then they'll shed one tear. They say, ah, this is breakthrough. This is breakthrough. <laughs> Hallelujah. Maintain your territory. Maintain your territory. When David took over from Saul, he changed many things. He took care of the people more. When they were going to fight a particular battle before David was enthroned, some people were tired. They couldn't go anymore. And then the, the rest went. They won the battle and they came back. And David wanted to share the spoils with them. And some people said, no, no, no. But they didn't go and fight. And David said, no, no, no. They're part of us. Whether they stay, they stayed or not, or went to fight or not, they're part of us. So they will receive the same share. The people were angry. But yet that was the right thing that David did. Love. But those people went through thick and thin for, for David. 
There was a time he said, oh, I want to drink water from this particular place. They went to kill people just to bring that water to him. Love. And then finally, maintain your territory through honor. Because the higher you go, you'll be a recipient of honor. But make sure you share it. (laughs) Don't let people make you a god. Make sure you share it with others. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Thank you for taking the time to listen and receive the fresh word of God. Before you leave, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not born again, I, Pastor Ibukun Adewusi, would love to pray with you. If you're ready to give your life to Christ right now, please say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe you are the Son of God and I believe you died for me on the cross of Calvary. I know I am a sinner and today I come to you to forgive me of all my sins and to make me a brand new creation. I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me and making me born again. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Congratulations, you are now born again. Please reach out to us on cccghq.org slash save and fill out the form completely so that we can send you wonderful materials to help you grow on your new walk with Christ. Congratulations once again. We love you and God bless you.